Blog Talk Radio. We're on the air, so, oh God, I put, hello everybody, here's a something very special from Miss Vicki Love. Hello everyone. This poem was written in the 19th century, and it's attributed to two different authors, so I can't oh, tell you when or who wrote this, Wow! but it was published first in December 23, 1823, and um, it's referred to as The Night Before Christmas, or also A Visit from St. Nicholas, but no matter which one, we all know it as The Night Before Christmas, and instead of reading a ghost story, I thought maybe I'd uh, read my favorite Christmas poem on Christmas Eve, so here it goes. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house "'not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. "'The stockings were hung by the chimney with care "'in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. "'The children were nestled all snug in their beds "'while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen and that was a teaser. We'll play the whole thing at the end of the show because I forgot we recorded that for Christmas last year and didn't use it. But for now, here oh. she is. The one, the only, the greatest, the mistress of sci-fi, one of the most beloved women on the movie group in Facebook. The one, the only, <laughs> Miss Victoria Love, or Vicky to the rest of us. Yeah. Well, hi. Hi, everyone. Um, I was not expecting to listen to my own voice there. So, and I recorded that, and they didn't, and Stephen didn't even use it last year. Oh, heartbreaking. So, anyway, um, here I am. It's my show, Vicky Loves Sci Fi, and my goodness, uh, uh, we have a lot to go over. There's uh, a whole decade worth of science fiction that, um, for good or bad or indifferent, there was a lot of it in 2010s. From 2010 all the way to 2019, I can't believe how much uh, there was produced for television, just tons and tons. Some of it was really rotten, and some of it was the best stuff ever. And then uh, um, in film, we had the resurgence of all kinds of different uh, things. Let's see, Star Wars, um, Alien, uh, Resident Evil. I mean, come on. We had lots and lots and lots of, of film. So anyway, we have lots of, lots of stuff to go over and not a lot of time. Two hours can't even do justice for this. So we have, I have with me today, of course, 
um, Stephen Ronquillo, because you already heard him. And um, it's thanks to Kay's Dad Radio and um, Cultside that uh, they produce this show. So we got to say thank you very much and have an applause. Hey, and say hi, Carl. Yeah. And then there's Carl Kafer, who does his own show. I can't remember what it's called. You can plug it, Carl, because I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, he he lives on it's the DL. It's called uh, Carl's Tavern, and uh, it's part of the DB Legion. And uh, uh, oh, yeah. come listen to us. There you go. Now come listen on the DL. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, you guys, I asked you here. Then I thought, you know what, maybe I shouldn't even have anyone on here and just run through this stuff really quickly because I have an opinion about almost all these films and all these television shows, but I haven't seen all of them. So I think we should start with film because there's less. And, um, I mean, look at that, 2010, Batman, Under the Red Hood. That was freaking great if you haven't seen that and you like batman gotta see that gotta watch it um if you like animated and um so so let's just start on the film i hope you guys have something queued up i thought we should run through it um by the the year like 2010 run through the the movies that we liked and why we liked them and if there were any that you didn't like that you would like to steer people away from, we could mention that. Does that sound good to you guys? I didn't yeah. really set up that way, but I can set up that way quickly. So go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Vicky. I'll set up too. Okay. All right. In 2010, um, there are lots of lots of um, science fiction films, and. Uh, I would just like to mention a couple. I'm not a big horror or vampire fan, okay? Uh, but Daybreakers, I thought, was a, a really unique take on the whole vampire genre. And it had a lot of science fiction in it also. So Daybreakers is uh, one of my favorites of 2010. and then, But I like apocalyptic science fiction and the book of Eli is my favorite and so uh, Denzel Washington is a hell of a um, performance so does Gary Oldman and everyone else in this movie apocalypse something happened war of some sort they don't tell you that's what I like about this movie thought it was really good Um, and since I'm an English teacher and have literature degree and all that Stuff. Uh, I love, 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 love books, and the Book of Eli is about the love of books. So I would um, queue it up. Netflix is um, showing it at least until the end of the year. I don't know if they're going to take it off, but it's still on Netflix right now, so you can watch it. And um, the, the Despicable Me movies started in 2010 which are funny and charming, which is uh, pretty good. And um, let's see, Inception. Okay, Christopher Nolan and Inception. That's uh, on all the lists that I look at, 
for the decade, Inception is up there in the top five. It was unique. It was uh, mind-blowing. People talked about it for not just the week after, the two weeks after. They talked about it for months. When it came out on DVD, the talk started up again about the ending of the movie, about the crazy thought of what's going into the mind like Inception does. It's just um, a uniquely wonderful film. That's the one trick pony. I seen it in IMAX. I don't need to see it on a smaller format because it probably would be more disappointing on the TV rather than seeing it on the IMAX gigantic screen. Yeah, but why is it disappointing? I think the whole idea of it is fascinating. No, it's not disappointing. It's just that it wouldn't have the same effect as when you watch it on the small screen as it did a movie screen. That's one, if you didn't catch it in the movie theaters, you're going to miss some of the oomph of it. Right, right. That's that's true. That's true. Um, but I think that the the story, the, sci- the science fiction of the story is so strong, it still carries. I think it's um, one of the m- most original stories of the entire decade. And the what about you, Carl? Did you like people... it? Oh, he's not back. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'm here. Sorry. Um, no, oh. the problem with Inception's ending is people, most people can't wrap their mind about it is that he don't care. We are the only ones that care that the top, if the right. top spins or stops. He's with right. his kids again, with his grandfather. That's what he wanted. It don't matter if it's in right. the real world or the dream world. Right. I I agree. And, you know, there are plenty of films since Inception that have taken that idea and used it, not in the same way that Inception used it, but that same idea of I don't care if it's um, real or not. Give me the VR if I can still be with my family. Lots of films like that in the past decade. Because well, there were a lot of becoming... films like that past, previous to that, too. That's huge. Yeah, that. but so, you know. that's, that's true. But here's the thing, and this is why I think there was so much sci-fi in this decade. Our technology, see, I don't know if you guys have ever done VR, but I've gamed on VR. Okay? I've, I fought a T-Rex one time on VR. I mean, that is a real thing. I know um, I know kids at school who are begging their parents to buy them VR for Christmas. Um, VR is different, and that technology is going to land people in chairs with their families who are gone or their loved ones who are gone, their husband, their wife, their whatever, and do that all day. And that's more of a reality now than ever before. I mean, look at Mr. Robot, okay? We're not talking TV yet, but, yeah. you know, come on. <laughs> well, we tried to do a virtual reality version of this show, but we couldn't get the cheese physics right. Right, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just tasted like shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, and then there was um, my favorite um, animated movie of um, of 2010 was Megamind. I love that movie. So funny, cracks me up every time I watch it. Uh, of course, it's uh, got Will Ferrell, Bar- Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, and Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill. Oh God. Anyway, um, if you like funny animated with with, you know, Saturday Night Live people and Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'd check it out because I think it's just hilarious. Um, also, talking about franchises, um, Predators came out. One of my favorite Predator movies is Predators. It's Predators with the S, okay? Oh, God, <laughs> the, yes. That a really awful one. one. I don't know yeah, why that people... was a really good one. I happen to agree. Yes. Yeah. Wholeheartedly on that. I don't know why people yeah, were mad about it. I I can't believe it. I think it's because it went so many different places, and you know, people go to the movies with expectations, and and then they they're not fulfilled. So then they say, "Oh, I hate that movie." But come on, the new Predator movie, what in two thousand eighteen? That was pretty bad. Oh, God. I think it killed the franchise. And How so, angry would um, you have been if they would have had the original ending to Predators, uh, Vicky? I don't know what your I don't know what the original ending was. I think I've talked to this about Carl, but you remember when they opened the pot at the end of the movie? Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be a warrant officer and a little girl. Why? I don't know, but they was going to open a pot, <laughs> and it was going to be Ripley and Newt. Oh, God. Yeah, that would have been stupid. That would, that would have been just stupid. So good thing they didn't do that, and they kept it the way the way we see it the way it's on my dvd because i like that ending and then um repo man you like this one didn't you carl with um Forrest yeah Whitaker i did, and I, did. It's, it's, I just i just like it i don't think it's a great film but i just enjoyed it i think it's a lot of fun and it's has a nice dark ending to it yeah i think it's a good the movie little ripped film. off was better i disagree with that well I mean, I know exactly I what you're saying. Yeah, so do I. And I think that that movie was better, too. But Repo Men, this one, was was okay. It was entertaining. And so... The only um, one you haven't Cannon, mentioned so far that I love is uh, Panos Cosmatos' uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow. I don't That's actually oh. a sci-fi film on heavy drugs, isn't it, Carl? Oh, good God. I mean, we're not talking heavy drugs. We're talking mega, mega, mega earth core drugs. Seriously. Okay, so <laughs> what does that mean? Tell me. Cause that I means never it's, 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 it's visually like a trip. Seriously. Oh, okay. Well, it's if you like that kind of thing... Yeah, it's set in the future. It's about a girl who's trapped in the asylum, but who keeps getting visions of aliens and other things while this doctor's trying to 
figure out what's inside of her mind. Hmm. And it's from the okay. uh, it's from it's the director who later in the decade did Mandy. Okay. Oh right, you, I know Stephen really liked Mandy. Mhm. This one is interesting, but it uh, you know, and visually it's interesting. I it didn't work for me as well. Um, well, you were so one I do want to mention not crazy. Uh, very briefly. That we haven't yeah. mentioned yet is what well, I consider the best sci-fi. I was going in alphabetical order. Get that yeah. people well, out there. I was going in alphabetical order. Okay. I know. Okay. Uh, okay. Then go. Which one? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I was going to mention the crazies, which I think oh, is okay. a See? really, really good remake of of, of uh, the um, uh, George Romero film. And lest you think it's horror, it's really about uh, uh, a virus, and, and so it, yeah. it, it has a lot. It has a lot with uh, like the Andromeda strain and things like that going with it, and it's basically a virus that makes people unstable and crazy. And well, I did not expect. I didn't expect this movie to be good, but it was really good. Okay, go ahead, Vic. Okay, as far as, see, a lot of people lump those kinds of movies into science fiction when they really are just horror. Now, the reason why Andromeda Strain, the original, is science fiction is because uh, it came from outer space. And, well, it came from, something was attached to one of our satellites that was in orbit, came down and did what it did, okay? But if it's just the manipulation of a virus by human beings, is that really science fiction? I think strictly, well, yeah, I think it's all more... Well, yeah, the movie, it does have, shows the government and the science part of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. I, I think it's, it's just really skirting. The science fiction stuff. Okay, so we had a little bit of science here, and we we manipulated some genes in a virus, and now we've got zombies. You know, I and now we have it's a not zombies. Movie. See, see, that's well, the uh, other thing. It's not zombies. No, no, no. I was just using that as a as a yeah. metaphor. You know, comparing. Yeah, kind of. Well, okay. So the crazies, everyone, sounds like a good film if you like that kind of thing. Very good. And then um, I wanted to mention as we keep going down, Monsters. I like this movie. I, Carl, I think you like it. Um, uh, it was okay. People, it, you know, it, it's not on my big list, but it's, a, it's certainly a decent watch. No question. Right. I mean, it's not way up there on my list either. But... As far as in 2010, looking for a science fiction film, uh, uh, the real science fiction comes in at the end, of course. But it's a, it's, it's. I like the idea of the fact that these people are stuck in a foreign country and they can't get back to the country, their country, they want to get to, because these aliens from outer space 
aliens not like what you're you're used to. They didn't come in spaceships. They just kind of fell from outer space and grew in the water. And so they these borders stop people, stop movement of humans from one place to another because they're monsters. They're really weird monsters too, kind of kind of like jellyfish monsters. But I like the whole idea that the aliens in this movie they didn't they didn't come down in silver spaceships. And that that intrigues my mind. So it's a different type of science fiction, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then um oh, and then speaking of aliens that are coming down out of spaceships, there's Skyline. And I like that movie if you just want pure action, you know, you're living in LA and the um it's not as good as um the invasion of LA. I can't think of the name of it. Battle of uh, Los Angeles, I think Battle, you mean, yeah. Battle Los Angeles, thank you. That's coming up. Well, um, I'm going to be honest. Skyline, Skyline is like, sorry. hey, we got a cool idea for a sci-fi film. Uh, we got, let's spend it. We ain't got no money for ships. Let's spend 80 minutes of this 88-minute movie uh, with people inside a building fighting. Oh, shit, we got to remind people of sci-fi. Get them outside. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think especially the way the world is going right now, that movie is more realistic of what freaking the average dumb fuck out there is going to (laughs) do. They're going to be in their buildings, and they're going to go, oh, God, is it really aliens? And then somebody's going to come in, and they're going to have stupid arguments amongst themselves, and then the aliens are going to come and kill them. Yeah, I think Skyline is, is... pretty realistic for today's human being, at least in America. So, I mean, it's it's on Netflix, and you can see it if you want to. It's just action and arguing like Steven said. Uh, Superman, Batman, that's uh, Superman versus Batman Apocalypse. It's another animated. Um, Tron Legacy with Jeff Bridges. A lot of people like this. Uh, Olivia Wilde is in it. A lot of people like this movie. I was kind of iffy on it myself. Did you guys see it? Yeah, a lot of people like getting beat by whips, too. And that's not <laughs> my thing, either. I made it for about 30 minutes before I turned it off because I had a headache. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's too late. It's too. It was too late, too vague. It was too much fanboyish right. and not enough, okay, let's get in everybody. Right, because there's a story there if they really wanted to. And I just want to say this. That whole um, CGI making an older person look young again, I really hate it. I can't get used to it, and I hate it. Star Wars does it. Um, you know, other movies do it. I don't like it. And Tron Legacy was like the first one to actually come out and do this with um, with uh, Jeff Bridges. I just, ugh. I don't know. And Bruce Boxleitner in the five seconds said he's in the movie. <laughs> that just pissed me off. But that's, that's 
for another time, I guess. Okay, 2011, you guys. Maybe we should just. Oh, you're what missing you the like? one that surprised me to how right. actually good and dark it was in its sequel, and that's uh, Universal Soldier Regeneration Universal Soldier. and Universal Soldier. I forget what the next one's titled, but Jesus, they are really dark, na- mean, nasty sci fi films. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yes. And if you love Jean-Claude and Dolph Lundgren in the same film, you got it made. There's your And they actually act in it. It's not a shoot 'em up like the first ones. It's basically showing the soldiers ten years down the road and uh, how the experiments right. failed them and they're degenerating and uh, how they become pain junkies. Right, right, right. It's actually a... Um, what uh, a a, pre, a a a premonition movie? Not a premonition. I can't think of the word because of the opioid crisis. It's like right before all of this happened. Well, it's the truth. It's how we uh, take these take our soldiers and throw them out in the field and let them go out and pop 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 shoot everything up. And when they come back all screwed up from what they did, we don't do sh- for them. Right. 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 But so, on okay, so there's lots of stuff here that I've seen and liked. Do you got okay, adjustment bureau. Carl. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have Did cheese you, in my mouth. That's oh, not surprise anyone. What a surprise. Yeah, I okay, liked I it thought you liked bureau. it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it too. A little heavy on the romance, but still I guess it's Actually, called that's a romantic the most story. That's the most interesting thing about the film. If you know the um, source material, of course, is Philip K. Dick, who's my favorite author. Right. Uh, and and to take Philip K. Dick and then graft it on a romantic movie, you know, a romance, that doesn't sound like it would work at all, but it really, really does. And and George Nolpe has a nice light touch. Do not forget that the great Terrence Stamp is in this film. Yes, 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 absolutely. And, and he's scary as. And and yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like what Nolpe did with this. This is not what I was expecting, and that was an incredibly pleasant surprise. It just missed being on my top five of the decade. And you could put this as a sequel to the original short story rather than an adaption of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, that's very true. Huh, good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's not that bad of a movie at all. And if you like your science fiction with um, romance mixed in, there you go. That's, um, that's, so the next one on here that I actually saw is uh, Another Earth, and I thought that it was fascinating the way that this story unfolded. There was only a little bit of science fiction in it, but the whole story was about what's going to happen to your life when you meet your the person, if you get to, meet the other person of the other earth that's come into orbit with our earth. It's 
fascinating little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually watched that with Fred. It was good. I didn't like the fact that it didn't have a more solid ending, but besides that, it was good. Well, well let me Marley... put it this way. This one's actually number five on my top five list of, of, of the whole decade. I really, kidding? really like this film. Wow. And the science fiction is there, but it's much more about the people and and particularly Britt Marling. And don't forget yeah. that she co-wrote this, too. Right. I know. She's I a, just watched it again in the OA. Well, yeah. And she's very out there, though, with her ideas, which mm-hmm. I like. I like that kind of thing. So, um, But Another Earth is is a story of a um, of a person who loses everything. Well, a couple people who lose everything, and how they try to come back from that with this this science fiction uh, thing that's happening to everybody on Earth. And so it's it's a good mix of um, fantastical ideas. So okay. it's, it's good. I, want- I like it. I want to say this real quick about one that we need to, this is all I'm going to say, then we can discard it. If you're going to make a sci-fi movie about monsters on the moon, Apollo 18, and you're going to (laughs) vague it about what the monsters is, and then in the end, it's fucking rocks. (laughs) You can take your script in the movie and shove it up your backside, and a whole lot of rocks, too. Yeah, this movie, I just, I was so angry. And then it has one, it has the guy from Lost, and I don't even like him in it. So I had to suffer through that guy and watch this movie as Apollo 18. And, oh, my gosh, what a stupid movie. Yeah, that's one of the worst, I think. You can see that on Netflix, too. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Don't. <laughs> Just have someone in a spacesuit throw rocks at you, and you'll get the same experience of watching the movie. Okay, I don't know why on my list there's Atlas Shrugged because I just don't see it as science fiction. I just don't. So well, it's fiction for sure. I don't like. Ayn Rand set the book in the in the future, like uh, what was it? Uh, things the things I did. Well, you know the old book, Things Will Come. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brave New World. It was a Brave New World book when it came out. Well, I mean, just it's not see it crap. As, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't recommend it. And then Attack the Block. I know you guys like this a lot. Yeah. Right? This one just missed my top five. Of the decade, yeah, I, I I think this is a great film. I think it's a yeah. great film. And I think it's stars, witty. What is, uh, but what? Sorry. Oh, it stars John Boyega, who you love, yeah, from, from his work. Yeah. I love him. You know, yeah. I th- I think uh, he's great. I like him. But but I love the idea of of aliens going into the hood, and that 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 this gang ha- has to fight them. And the aliens are really cool in this. Yeah, they that's really true. are. This one is so yeah, I like this movie. It has it a lot be. of fun, and it has Nick Frost in it as, as as a drug dealer, and he's wonderful. 
It also has Jodie Whittaker in it. Yes. Pre, pre, all those other uh, things uh, and Doctor Who. and uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who would have um, even? Uh, next is and what I consider the best. Okay, moving on. Next yes. is what I consider the best. B-movie, 50 strobeback sci-fi action film of the entire freaking decade. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Disagree, but we'll get to mine there later. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, this is definitely a 50s throwback. It it has all that, that action and intrigue and great characters and the chase and everything. Battle Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. This movie is great, and I like every single actor in this whole movie, every single one of them. And uh, I don't want to say anything about what happens in this movie, but uh, don't watch Skyline. Watch Battle Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) Right, Stephen? Yeah, this one is just fun. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you want deep in-depth movies, and sometimes you just want – Marines versus aliens shooting a holy sh** out at each other. Right. <laughs> right. And this one is, and the aliens are weird, and they have weird technology. And that whole beginning where they come in off the Pacific Ocean and people are on the coast, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just yeah. good. It's just good. And Aaron Eckhart, he, he wanted to quit the, the military, and they're like, well, sorry, dude. Guess what? We have aliens on board, <laughs> you know? It's just, I don't know. I like it. It's the best B-movie of the whole decade. Uh, and absolutely. it's a riff, and there's a, and there's a nod to Carl's favorite Star Trek movie, Star Trek V. Right. That's true. Oh, there is. I forgot about when, that. Yeah, when they have the alien tied down, they shoot it in the knees. He's like, what do you do that for? Well, it killed him in Star Trek V, so I got to see if it does. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. It's the best thing in the whole movie. And I left my no way. There's lots of It's a fun movie, movie. but and, yeah. and, and and you're absolutely right. But but I have a uh, – we'll be getting to my – my uh, okay, vote but for why best don't you movie. like it? Why? Why? Okay. I mean, just because you have a one that you like better, why don't you like this one? Oh, I didn't does. say I didn't like it. Oh, okay. You know, right. it's, it, it to me is okay. It's okay. You know, it's and it was yeah, fun watching fun. it. Poo poo on you. You know, it's even it's it's better than that. Um, uh, later on, a couple years later. The uh, the the second one of um, dang it, the Alien movie, you know, Independence Day. That's not the saying second, much. That was oh, well, that's that not was saying terrible. much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That was it was all not saying much at all. Uh, yes, it's much than better one. than Independence Day too. I'll give right. you that in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. Well, okay, now, next is... A couple of real quick. Captain America, the first Avenger, it was good. Why is it in sci-fi? I don't know. It don't belong Wait. there. Oh, hey, this is my show. Be quiet. Captain America <laughs> is the best. She only knew about me. Of all of them. <laughs> you can't run through 
Captain America. You can't because it's total sci-fi, okay? It's total sci-fi. That's what Captain America is all about. And he, he, this is the very best. Fuck Iron Man. Whoops. Friggin' I hate Iron Man. So anyway, Iron Man, go away. Everyone, Captain America is the movie of the Marvel Universe. That's the one right there. That one. Hugo Weaving okay? was amazing as the Red Skull. He was amazing. Everyone was amazing in this. Chris Evans was just starting to get his acting chopped, okay? But damn, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, all us women, we already know what my oh my God is all about. Yeah. Oh my God. And so anyway. Remember how you complained about the whole facial thing making look someone look younger didn't work in right. uh, the movie right. we talked about earlier? Right. Well, the whole CIGI thing where it made him look like a skinny little shrimp actually worked freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, but see, they weren't trying to make his face that much different, you know, a younger version of him. They were just making taking pounds off his body. Yeah, but still. So, yeah, but worked. if you see him fully buff, you know how much work they had to do. It's the difference between someone giving the shit and making their job look, making the makeup look good, CGI. Right. And then right. you're not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we can't we can't go over Captain America because it really is one of the most science fiction of all the um, the Marvel movies, and um, and Hugo Weaving. Of course, put in like Carl said, put in the fantastic. Um, oh, uh, listen, Hugo Weaving is fantastic and damn near everything he does. Yeah, so it's not surprising, yeah. but God damn, he was good. <laughs> right, I love it whenever Hugo Weaving's good in something. So, like, people are like, "Oh my God, I love them in the Matrix." Watch this. I always bring up Priscilla Queen in the desert just to see a sci-fi fan's jaws drop to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not not only that one, V for Vendetta, where you don't even see him. Right, right. He just uses his voice the whole time. Yeah, it's great. Well, there is one little tiny thing. But anyway. Um, okay, next comes Cowboys and Aliens. Skip it. <laughs> I cried when I watched uh, it. I was like expecting a Joe R. Lansdale type movie. Instead, I got was crap. I know Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford. Well, I don't think Harrison Ford's that great of an actor, but Sam Rockwell. Okay, these are good actors, and John Favreau, who um, who, who brought the Marvel universe into existence. This movie sucked. The the script is. Terrible. Who approved it? I don't know. So, you guys, there's some more movies here I don't know anything about. Gans, uh, Eva. I didn't, I purposely didn't see Eva. Um, Green Lantern, that was terrible. Um, even though Nathan Fillion is amazing. 
And Jason Isaacs is amazing. Green Lantern, Emerald Knights is not that good. Even though it's a, it's it's animated, it still didn't light the fire of the Green Lantern. And I can say that because I have um, 1960s comic books of Green Lantern because he was my favorite for a while. So, I mean, you can watch it and you may think that I'm full of shit and I might be, but it's not as good as it should have been. No. They were... This movie was wrong-headed from the get-go, because guess who they originally cast as Green Lantern? Who? Jack Black. Oh, Lord. See, they just can't get... Well, okay, here's... And then the next, the one um, Green Lantern that's um, live-action is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that was so terrible. Peter Skarsgård's in it, you know? I mean, come on. No, it but is a bad movie, he, and Ryan was miscast because he's perfect for the smart-ass role like in Deadpool, but... Oh, yeah. And Hal Jordan, no. No. And yeah, you're talking Green to Lantern someone that has both volumes of the Green Arrow, uh, Green Lantern series from the 1970s. Yeah. Well, Green Lantern is, you know, he's a, he's, he's a straightforward type guy. He is not... Um, Ryan Reynolds is the wrong person for him. Nathan Fillion was okay for him. Still kind of, you know, a wisecracker. So they need to... I know they want to do a Green Lantern movie. They need to cast the right person. And then here's another one that was a disappointment. I am number four. That, um, quite a disappointment, but it is science fiction, and uh, it's an action movie. It's about an alien come down to um, Earth, got being chased by a, um, his kind, to befriend humans. Okay, that's it. Um, but in time, don't you like that one, um, Carl? With I was actually Timberlake? disappointed. I was disappointed. Ah. Uh, Andrew Nichol, who wrote and directed in time, gave us Gattaca, which is one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time, seriously. Yes, and so seriously. I think part of it is because of that, my my expectation was so high that I found this underdeveloped. I, I just it think was. the film was underdeveloped. What? It was. I rewatched it over summer and to give it another chance, and the whole thing is, is that it, it, it really doesn't develop any of the side stories. And it's, yeah, it's underdeveloped. If you want to go Bonnie and Clyde, go full Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, you're right about that, actually. Right. And so what about Limitless? I've got the tie-in novel and the original ending of the script, which they use in the novel, was that they give time to everyone, and all those rich people over 100-year-old die, and they die. They become martyrs and symbols. Right. See, that's, they should have stretched it to that. Mm-hmm. They should have. Yeah, I, I was just disappointed. Uh, and it's a shame because it's a great concept. It really it is. It is. Really good concept. Okay. And um, I am number four. 
is one of those where they tried to make a franchise out of oh. someone, and they didn't even have right. one movie's worth of material. Right. Well, the whole thing is they had a good idea, and but whoever was in charge of that idea just fell apart. I mean, it's a, it, they had a good idea, but that's all it was, was an idea. No one ever fleshed it out. So they made a movie on an idea and gave them all, all the actors some lines to say and a bunch of CGI. That's back in the days of, you know, let's just throw a lot of CGI in there and people will come see the movie. Because the CGI is pretty good in that movie. Got that dog animal, and that's pretty good stuff. But it has the story sucks. <laughs> and but sorry. Okay, go ahead. We're gonna skip over Mars needs moms because if you want to hear no, no, you need to say Mars needs mom for just one reaction from me. Wait, wait. Okay. My favorite, one of my top five or top ten sci-fi movies of of this whole decade is Love. Oh, uh, William okay. Newbank. I love that movie. That has the greatest opening ever. The words that are said by the narrator are are captivating. It opens at the uh, in in the Civil War, but it's about a man trapped in a space station all alone, and an alien comes to help him, and. An alien presence. It's a. I love that movie, and it's called Love. And I'm not alone. Like um, Brian, Brian Harris and I have talked about it many times about how great this movie is. So unexpected, such a slow burn. Great writing, great words. So search it out. You you can't get this one for free. It's not on Netflix. And you can you can find it on Prime and you can buy it, which I did. Um, but yeah, you can't get this one for free. It's an indie film and it's fantastic. Okay, you so how that found on a poster, Carl. What? Say that again, Stephen. Imagine how this sounds on a poster. Vicky loves love. <laughs> yes, I know. No. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I, I'm not going to say a word. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, you guys can talk about Mars Needs Moms. I've no, 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 we're not going to talk about it. All you're going to hear from me is this. Oh, yeah. I fucked it up so bad. Okay, I'm yeah. done. Move it. <laughs> okay, then what about melancholia? Uh, okay, meh. not one of Volunteer's best, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, it's just too melancholy. <laughs> yeah. And they try too hard. I don't know. How about Paul? I thought, eh. I love Simon Pegg, but, geez, man, Paul was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's one, Priest. It's not even science fiction, really. It's more horror, but I like that one just for the ride because Paul Bettany and Carl Urban are fantastic in it. <laughs> well, Carl but, Urban has turned out to be one hell of an actor. He's in all sorts of stuff, and and I I lo- I love him. I love him. Love I, I remember seeing this in the theater 
you know, yeah. as I was going through the, the list here, and I, I said, I remember that. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun I like film. It. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so... And, and the underrated cut is, on DVD is better because they add something back that they cut out as the movie, which is plot. Right. <laughs> right. I have it on DVD, too. And, yeah, they they put back several scenes that were necessary in the city with the, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So get it on DVD. Um, okay, the real steel was a crap movie with Hugh Jackman, but then Rise of the Planet of the Apes came along with James Franco and Andy Circus. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Circus. Yeah. Yes, and that became a giant hit. And there were three movies after that, and so and that film. Right. Yeah. I like them all. Like them all. Honestly, so, I would call the Planet of the Apes franchise franchise the biggest surprise of the OOs because no one was expecting a serious movie. Right. Right. And then you went into the first right. one. You got dealing with uh, Alzheimer's and all sorts of real stuff, and how basically we forced the Planet of the Apes rather than it just naturally happening. Right. right, right. We for yeah, yeah. I I really like the thought behind it. Good stuff. There's three of the movies. They're all worth watching. Um, next source code. Um, a lot of people like this movie. Source code. I didn't like it so much as others. Uh, it's not that it's that bad. It's just I thought it should have more. More something. I don't know. Something. But they also made a um, television series out of it. So people like it. Well, um, I can Super tell you why I don't like source code. <laughs> why? Because tell basically me. Jake Gyllenhaal's character murders somebody and takes over their body. Yeah. And we're supposed to buy that as a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't like yeah, the ending at all. The ending has really ruined it for me. Right, and Duncan Again. Jones, who is uh, um, uh, the son of, um, come on, you guys, help me. Uh, Duncan Jones is the son of? Well, David Bowie. Thank you. God, I can see his face. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, he's, okay, the, he's the son of David Jones, not David Bowie. The guy <laughs> no, from the David Bowie. Duncan Jones is the son of David Bowie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, Super 8, J.J. Abrams. Oh, man. Terrible. <laughs> There's some good stuff in it, but... I like the monster, but I don't know. The kids, I don't know, didn't make it. The thing, the the prequel to the great John Carpenter movie, the prequel, sucks. Ugh. And it has one of the it, worst actresses ever in it. It wasn't that it sucked. It's just why watch a movie where we know everything that's going to happen. Right. So it sucked. How can you base a whole two-hour movie on something that was explained in five minutes in the original? 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. That's what they did. And they, they paid Mary Elizabeth um, Winstead to do it. And so she continues to act. And I think she's just like a piece of wood. She can't act. Anyway, um, Thor comes next. And we all know that Thor was um, definitely worth seeing. So if you like your Marvel characters, gorgeous and, and gorgeous, Watch oh, well, the more gorgeous. Vicky's ruling now. Okay, watch it. <laughs> the girls okay, don't like Thor. They like Thor, but he—they're not the one they romance off of that movie. Oh no, no. Tom. Tom Tom's the one. His Loki. Oh my God, Tom's the one. I have so many pictures of him. I am shameless. I have so many pictures. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I love that movie. I've watched it a million times. I like Captain America. He's my favorite. Chris Evans. Oh, I can't even talk about Chris Evans cuz I can't I I have no words. But <laughs> Thor and Tom that that was a year because the next one, I mean Transformers was crap. Um X-Men First Class. Oh, what a great movie. 2011 was like the best year for movies. I was in the movie theater all year long. <laughs> okay, you guys, Transformers, it sucked, right? I won't lie. X-Men surprised the hell out of me. I was expecting another crap sequel, and I was like, Jesus, they have real yeah. actors, real plot? Right. Well, besides, uh, right. what's her name, uh... Who plays Jennifer Lawrence? She sucks yeah, in everything you don't like in the her. world. J Law sucks in everything she does, no matter how hard she tries, and she doesn't try. <laughs> I tend to disagree with that, but that's okay. But I'll I tell you one thing too. about X Men First Class: you've got to realize is who the director is. Matthew Vaughn, I think, is an excellent director and an undervalued director. Yes, and he's I done so really too. nice right. stuff. This being one of them, right. Right, right, right. Okay, 2012. We are slow, and we're almost into an hour. Um, okay. There's a lot of... Let's put this in fact. This show is going to be movies. We're going to do another one on TV, and then another yeah, one. This I'll... is going to be broke down in three episodes. We're going to try to get them out as quick as we can, but we are going to get this done. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, this was the science fiction decade, and... There's a lot more television to talk about. I mean, tons. Yeah. And then by then, I'll, I'll have finished um, Night Flyers and The Expanse and something else. I can't remember what it is. Man in the um, High Castle, oh, West, uh, uh, No, Watchmen. I finished that already. No, Watchmen. Watchmen. And so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Watchmen tonight. Can't wait. So, um, okay, we're into 2012 now. And Alien Origin, skip it. It's just really, um, no, no. You know what? I like it. But it's more just horror than um, than science fiction. It is on yeah. a different planet. Now, here comes the, the big Marvel one is the Avengers. They got everything right in that movie. Everything right. But then here we go with um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield, who was great. 
He was great as Superman. I mean, Spider-Man. But I guess he's too old? What? I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, the movie just stunk. It, I'm a Spider-Man fan. He taught, Spider-Man taught me to freaking read. This was a horrible Spider-Man movie. The lizard, that was the oh, hell yeah, of a killer lizard. prop. Well, I thought Andrew Garfield did a pretty good job. I think he's a really good he actor. Decent, Maybe he just, no, everyone else just didn't have nothing to work with. Yeah, the, the, it was the script. Yeah. And then um, the sorry, Dark Knight. The Avengers was the best superhero movie of the year. I say no. Look right below it, and that one was the best. And one of the best comic what? adaptions ever. Oh, The Dark Knight Returns? Returns. God, that is so good. You got Peeler Weller as old Batman, who's coming back after a 20-year forced retirement to deal you with David Selby? and up dealing with uh, Superman as a government stooge. David Selby used yeah, to be that on is Dark the David Shadow. Selby you think it is. It's not him? No, no I is. said it, a, is. It, yeah, is. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's I that's great. And they don't and cut out any of the atheistness. They don't try to update it. They just do a straight adaption. That well, that's good. I think it's that on Netflix, awesome. but either way, it's worth getting. They um, Netflix is really good with the Batman animated, all the Batman, yeah. all the Superman too. Well, some of the Superman. How this movie all got right, PG thirteen? Only God knows. The um, the next one on here is a throwaway movie. I like Peter Berg a lot as a director, but Battleship was one of the worst movies of the decade. It just was terrible. Hard to follow. It was just (laughs) terrible. And yeah, uh, who's going to make a movie off of the off of a game? I mean, come on. I guess they have a Monopoly movie coming out. That's just stupid. Oh God! It's a fun, disposable movie, but if you don't laugh during the scene where the aliens missiles turns out to be the pegs from the game, you're not human. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh Yeah but It's such a stupid movie it, uh, I don't know But and Peter Berg I don't know Cause that, he, I usually like his, his Direction and his movies But this one was Only seen it once I can't stand to watch it Okay Carl I know you liked Branded um, I okay. I have to, I have to make this 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 comment. Yeah. Out of all the movies of 2010 to 2019 that are science fiction, this is the premier what the fuck movie was that? <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I just absolutely friggin' love this film. And basically, it's a, a, a Russian director who then Americanized the idea along with, with another director. And I had to travel 60 miles to see this, and I had to. It, it, it has to do with 
basically the advertisements that you see for McDonald's or whatever, and it's all all uh, um, faked, but but it's it's McDonald's they're talking about now are alive and they control you. And right. the only way to uncontrol you is to go through this weird thing where you paint yourself red and then sacrifice a barn in the middle of Russia. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It is, you know, get, get blasted on some weed. Trust me on this. Watch this movie and you will just go, what was that? And then you'll want to watch it again. Trust me. Trust me. I love Ignore this movie. Ignore and get the same weed and probably something stronger and watch Beyond the Black Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. There you go. Perfect double feature. And only Absolutely. get yourself weed if you're in the right state, okay? <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. Um, did anyone see Chronicle? Because I did not. Yes. And... You know what? I like it a lot better than you. Stephen, I think it's a really good uh, start of a superhero universe, and you really see why one turns out good and one turns out bad. They really do it well. I like the movie. It's also found footage, but it's done in such a way that it's not the shaky cam. It, and and I thought oh. I thought it was a smart little film. I not a great film, but a smart movie. little film. I guess. I don't know. Cloud Atlas. Either you love it or hate it. I liked it. I've watched it several times. But there are many, many people out there that hate it. If you think you might hate the movie, don't watch it because it's a lot of time put into something you may hate. So don't do that to yourself. But I liked it. I like the storylines. Yeah, what? I, I just wanted to make the point. Uh, you and I are on opposite sides on this one. I this despise this movie. Want to watch Terrence Malick's film. Well, that's what I said. If you you know <laughs> if you don't like this movie, don't watch it. And especially if you think you might not like it, then don't want don't put your time into it because it's a long movie. How can but we how can you I recommend lo- Cloud Atlas on a year where the one below it exists? Because I don't think that Dread is that great. I oh, mean, I know you guys all, that's, it's testosterone. Okay? And I love testosterone movies. But, it, it, I don't, I just, is there a sequel? No. They won't put the money out for it because it doesn't have that great of a following. Because all it oh, is is just an action movie. Really? You know, you know what? I will tell you this. This is the best action movie of, of the decade. Period. Oh, it what is. did you fucking now, now, as far as sci-fi is concerned, as far as sci-fi, okay, it's the best action movie with one exception, which we'll get to later. But no, it's a hell of a movie. I love this movie. It's not the best action film of the decade. We'll, we've already gotten to that in our 2011 No, episode. no, no. I said sci-fi with the exception of one, okay? Sci-fi, not not the raid. We're not talking the raid here. Okay. Carl's not an expert in science fiction, so don't listen to him. Oh, horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. If you really want Judge Dredd, read the comics, because... 
What the movie really didn't get across that the comics does is that Jed Dredd is the bad guy. They are pro-oppression in the comics. Right. <laughs> Still a damn good movie. I, I, really I guess. Okay. I guess. But, well, I think it's know, number I, three on my best of... Uh, let me check that. Dredd is number three. But you're three not really a comics guy, right? No, no, I just like what they yeah. did with it. I thought it was a hell of a movie. Yeah, okay. And I think Carl is fighting over Dread with the title below that. The Divide? The Divide. We have just shown the Divide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one wasn't that great. So we can skip down uh-huh. to Grabbers, which was a, a heck of a fun movie. Yeah. I really like Grabbers. I know Carl liked it because we watched it together. <laughs> Absolutely. I freaking love this movie. I think yeah. that's a wonderful idea. Yes. Um, no, we were going. The whole thing is we were just flipping through films because he came out for that Christmas. And we saw it on Christmas break when I was on Christmas break. We were flipping through films on Netflix. What are we going to watch? And this movie came up, and it was like, okay, let's watch this. And it was just fun. It was great. Don't you remember that, Carl? Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely. I love this movie. I love the idea (laughs) that the only way that the aliens aren't going to eat you is if you're drunk. And, of course, it's set in Ireland. (laughs) The the, the humor in it is just wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's, It's a fun Frickin' fun movie. So if you want some fun science fiction, grab Grabbers. It's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be laughing. You'll be going, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, then the Hunger Games. Everyone loves the Hunger Games. I don't know if we have to really talk about it. And I yeah, know Stephen doesn't pretty, want to. <laughs> that was pretty much divided as the biggest franchise. Yes. Money successful sci-fi franchise-wise of the whole decade is the Young Teen Movement. Right, yeah. right. And it, it brought in all the other ones, and I, I like some of the other ones. Well, I actually like the big ones, um, Divergence and um, Maze Runner. I like those movies. They were interesting to me. Um, I haven't read the books, though. Okay, so now we come to Iron Sky, which I know Carl likes a lot. <laughs> and okay, what can you not like about Nazis on the moon? <laughs> I know they have a new one. They have a new one. I started watching it. No, I know. I, know. I know. I'm so I'm so hyped for it. I okay. Come on. You've got you've got uh uh. Come on. What's his name? Um, the the German guy. Uh, I want to fuck life in the gallbladder. Udo Kier. Udo Kier. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Udo Kier. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and you got this black American guy in this movie doing really <laughs> bad jokes. And, and just, uh, you know, it's just silly, wonderful stuff. And I laughed my ass off. I love the movie. It's okay, it's um, an Australian, Finland, German, German movie okay it's got all kinds of great ideas all wrapped up into 
this crazy idea that the Nazis fled to the moon and have a secret base there and going to take over the Earth. It's fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, there's the Overload, third movie Overload is out. which is later on in the decade, is better. Yeah. No, they get better because this next one, the third one, when I started watching it, I was like, wow, it's way better. Their budget is better, of course. Way better than the first one, okay? Because that was really low budget, and uh, but nothing wrong with low budget. I like low budget. Yeah. Um, if it's and creative. Next is the most mismarketed, stupidly oh. dumb move that Disney made this whole decade. Yeah, yeah. It was sad too because it could have been. Uh, it could have been a good film and it could have been a franchise. And oh, so they John film. Carter. Oh, yeah. It was a good film. It was a very good film. Right. I thought. Right. They just you know. It was so mismarketed that they didn't know what to do with it. And it's a shame because I I I read those books when I was a kid. And I loved John Carter. And I thought they did a damn good job at this. I use, I, you know, I mean, I, at the time I was working in music and arts and I was just telling everybody, you know, you got to go see this. It's really good. And no one would listen to me. And one of know, my best friends, she it, loves this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The stupidity started from the script stage. Originally it was called John Carter, a princess of Mars. And they're like, he's not a princess. People won't understand that. Oh, God. And then they changed it to John Carter and Mars, and then they're like, well, the last two movies with Mars in our titles flopped, so we can't have Mars in our titles, so we're just going to call it John Carter. Right. Right. This and is it doesn't get... 101. I agree. I agree completely. And so, but watch it. It's on Netflix. You can see this yeah. one on, on Netflix, and you can watch it over and over again. So, yeah. Um, and you'll enjoy it. And then next one. Whoops. My cat. Do you hear my cat? Tifa's yeah. like, yes. So I already fed her, and she wants more food. She's not getting it. Am I? <laughs> Lockout. I went to the movies, to the theater, and saw Lockout. And I really like Guy Pierce and Peter Stormare, of course. Really, you know, great actors and everything. But it has um, two directors. And you you can actually tell the movie is so choppy that you can tell when one director takes over from the other director. It's just um, shaky cam. One guy's a shaky cam. One guy isn't. And so it's a it, it's an intriguing science fiction movie about a prison in, in orbit. But because it has two directors, it's just messed up. It's, to, it's a totally messed up movie. So I wouldn't... I I don't think it is on Netflix, but don't buy it. Don't buy it to see it. You'll be very disappointed. 
Just go watch then Escape from to... New York again. Oops, I wasn't supposed to mention that. <laughs> okay, now we come to the movie that has some of that aging stuff in it. It's got CGI and people's faces and stuff. But the director is Ryan Johnson. And either you love him or you really hate him. And that's because of his work on Star Wars. So, Looper, not my favorite movie, but I think you guys like it. Yeah, no, I was a, really disappointed. I was disappointed. That's all I'll say. I liked it as a film noir, as a sci fi film. It didn't get into the sci fi enough. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't think it the was. The ending was easy. I mean, to yeah. Guess. Yeah, the the ending was easy to guess. The sci-fi was all about time travel, and that's it. And the I don't know, the story wasn't captivating enough. Plus, the the CGI of um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face just it just bugged me. Got a hard time with that. Yeah, moving on. Yes, moving on. We're going to hit my favorite movie. <laughs> well, you guys want to talk about any of those others before we get to Prometheus? Uh, watch Black Tree for Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, I would agree. Yeah, every second that Josh Brolin is in Men in Black Tree is pure gold. Everyone else is too big, grouchy old man who didn't want to be in the movie. Right. Right, totally agree. And this was the beginning of Josh Brolin's rise to heights no one ever, ever foresaw. Okay, this was the beginning of of it all for him. Now he's gold. Now he's he's, he's titanium. Now he's whatever. I was yeah. at Grindhouse as the start because he's the only one that got great reviews out of that one, wasn't he, Carl? Yes. Yeah, I uh, I also I I can't think of the guy's name, but the one who plays the time traveling uh, alien in it is really good too. Isn't that Michael Fassbender? No, it's not Fassbender. It? It's no, 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 not at all. No, it's, yeah, uh, it's not. It's a guy from Flight of that's the Concords. Oh, no, that's three. No, no I mean on the on the list here. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. Prometheus. Yeah, Michael Fassbender's Prometheus. Oh, go. I'm just gonna say this, and this is my entire things about Prometheus. The movie and Ridley Scott are full of shit. That's my entire <laughs> opinion. And I I just will uh just nod to 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 Stephen, give him a thumbs up, and be quiet. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, well. You know, I know I forced you guys to watch this movie with me because I still think it's a Christmas movie. And I think it's heavily um, uh, into the the Christmas symbolism. And Oh, the, I agree with Yeah. And so that being said, um, it's not the alien movie that everybody wanted. And so... That had had just shocked people at the movie theater. 
Like, this is not the alien movie that we expected to see. Not only that, they had some pretty dumb scientists in the movie. Mm. Did some pretty dumb <laughs> to things. To say the least. Yeah, which, you know, hurts the film really badly. But there were some... When you actually look at the film as far as being the prequel to how did this alien creature come about? You know, what's its genesis? What's its, you know, evolution? These are good ideas. It was just executed really badly. But I still love it. I think it's a beautiful film. Up until the end, I think it's a beautiful film. And then there's Guy Pierce, who is just, his his makeup is just so bad. Oh, my God, it's so bad. What was Ridley Scott thinking? This movie, I, I, I so anticipated it. I watched the trailer for, what, I don't know, five, six, seven months. Every week I watched the trailer. Maybe more than that, and this is what we got: Prometheus. It's a, it's a, it's a timely movie. It's a Christmas movie. Watch it. <laughs> it's just like Can we cloud out. Evil retribution, please, please. Yes, yes, yes. I, I want to like get all to my Resident favorite Evil. sci-fi film of the decade. Well, what Robot and Frank? Oh God, yes. There you go. Go for it. That one, it's a beautiful meditation on growing old and everything. It is just an amazing little movie, isn't it, Carl? Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt, this is number four on my top five of the whole decade. I love this yeah, movie. Really and, I, and, and I remember watching this with you, I think, Vic. Yeah, we watched it. It was that same Christmas when you came over. Right. Yeah, we watched this, That's too. That's one I definitely tortured Carl. I was like, Carl, you got to see Robot Frank. Carl, you got to see Robot Frank. And he's like, yeah, right. yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. That's what, and Carl but, said it. He he goes, oh, there's Robot and Frank. Steven says we should watch it. So we did. Yeah. And if you're not crying by the end of it. <laughs> oh, good God. And it earns those tears. It yeah. literally earns those tears. It's a beautiful yeah, it's and Frank good. Langella. I Frank Langella is such a wonderful actor, and I think, in many ways, he's sort of forgotten or put aside to a certain degree with his work. But man, he's just killer in this. So and right. a great, great movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. It's a really good movie. It uh, has a point to make. It has great ideas, just and it's got a little robot that you just can't resist. Okay, the yeah. next one is Safety, Not Guaranteed. I really like this movie. I thought it was really great, and I love Aubrey uh, Plaza. She's really great. Mark Duplass, really great. It's just a little movie about a guy who's trying to find somebody to do this little experiment and time travel with him. And he finds her, and mm-hmm. she's yeah. like intrigued. And so it's just a nice little, um, lighthearted science fiction, good little movie. And then seeking yeah. a friend for the end of the world. This one is too. It's kind of um, it's just lighthearted. Go to my last comment. 
What? What? They're both hipster shit. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> I happen to like both of them, and I went to see Seeking a Friend for the End of the World on, in the theater, and I really enjoyed wow. it. Wow. I really did. One, only things I liked about Seeking a Friend is they had the balls to go all the way with the idea. Oh, absolutely. Right, right, right. Oh, and without so, a doubt, they did have the balls. I'll give him that. And, and the other thing is, I don't know if you realize it, but uh, Seeking a Friend was uh, directed by a woman, uh, Lorene Scafaria, who I don't know if has done anything else, but damn, I'd be proud of this movie if it was a one-shot for her. Seriously, good film. So, Robot and Frank is a good drama, and then these two, Stacy Not Guaranteed and Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, are good um, comedies. They're kind of romantic comedies um, in the sci-fi genre. Uh, Skip Starship Troopers Invasion. Um, Strange Frame, I'm not familiar with. No, never mind. But it's voiced by Claudia Black and Tim Curry, so if I ever come across it, I'm going to watch it. And, and so... Here what? we are at the yeah. worst sci-fi film of the decade, no matter what. Nothing will be as low-budget or crappier than Storage 24. Really? This one is pain. I don't think I saw it. I can't No, I didn't. Take the dangerous killer oh. alien and puts it in a storage box in a public storage area. And five people get stuck inside the storage area with the alien breaking out. I think I might have seen it on sci-fi or something. Yeah, this is bad even by sci-fi standards. <laughs> yeah, I think I stopped watching it. But here's the movie I think is the just the worst. The worst is the Total Recall um, remake. Ugh. I I wanted to walk out of this film myself. I just wanted to walk out. I did. I didn't like it. I didn't like it I at did. all. You walked out. I literally walked out on it. Damn. And the reason is, if you remember, Vic. They were they were touting that it wasn't Total Recall, but it was Philip K. Dick, and it was much closer <clears throat> to the novel. And ten minutes Supposedly. into it, I said, "Oh Jesus God, I was lied to." Well, yeah. did you know what the original was... script was, Carl? What? Minority Report Two. No, well, no. Minority Report isn't that bad. This is just yeah, no, Minority Report. I like a lot. For the sequel to the Tom yeah. Cruise film, but when that didn't work out, they just got the rights to Total Recall and slapped that name on it. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Well, needless to say, it's a terrible film. Watch Skyline instead. You'll be much happier. No. It's just a terrible film, and the the science is bad. The ideas are bad. It's just, ugh. It's nothing like the story that it's named after. 
or and that's not even the name of the Philip K. Dick story anyway. It's not called to, no. um, Total Recall. No, it's and called so, Can I Remember It For You Wholesale. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really good story. Mm-hmm. It's a short story. If you're gonna if you're gonna hunt it down and look for it, it's a short story. It's good. It's in one of the anthologies of Philip K. Dick. Um, Upside Down. This was a weird movie. I watched it and I I heard all this praise about it, praise, 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 praise about Upside Down, and I didn't like it so much. It just didn't, and it was long. This is a long movie. And I, I, it was depressing too. I don't know. Did yeah, you guys see this? Said the two towns are upside down of each other, and you have to yeah. find a special hole to jump from one town to another. Right, what? but you can't stay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Carl. That's the best response to that ever. What? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's supposed to be sci-fi, so I watched it, and I was highly disappointed. I wanted my time back. There's not enough time to watch everything, because there's some that you are not going to cry that you missed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, watch. the Watch. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I went to the movies to see this. I want my money back. <laughs> I've never I even thought, heard of it. Oh God! Yeah, it's, it was really bad, and it, it sunk was a at movie the bo- that, the was, that was uh, scheduled to come out. This is going to be dark when Trey when Trayvon was shot, but because of that, they changed the whole movie from Neighborhood Watch to The Watch, and then buried it in the next year. Right. Right. It was terrible, though. Speaking of movies you don't need to watch, we're going on to the next year. We got After yep. Earth. Screw uh, that Don't watch movie. that either. Screw Will Smith. Screw Jaden Smith. Screw M. Night Shyamalan for this movie. Moving on. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I didn't see the ARC report. Um, here, um, this one, the dark, uh, part two of The Dark Knight Returns, I, I'm assuming it must have been really good since you said yeah. that it was so good. The first one. They actually broke it into two nine-minute parts, which is good because it was a four-issue miniseries. So they actually got the whole thing in rather than just butchering it. That's yeah, awesome. And then comes the colony. I thought a low-budget movie with Lawrence Fishburne and Bill Paxton. I thought it was okay. I liked it. I liked it. I don't like zombies so much, and they weren't quite zombies. The bad guys. But they were kind of like zombies. I'm not into that kind of thing. But I liked the movie. I thought it was well paced, actually. I don't know. Did you guys see it? No, I did not. Okay. Um, um, Tom Hartman, our friend, um, the next movie, The Congress, he recommends this movie. He likes it. Oh, Um, uh, he's not the only one that recommends it. Yeah. Oh, I I haven't seen it. This is this is a movie I had to seek out. It's it's based on the Futurological Congress uh, uh, by uh, oh now I can't remember who exactly wrote it. Um, um, 
Polish, uh, Stanislaw Lem. And they changed it, and they made it about Hollywood, which actually is a really good choice uh, because you can see all the underhandedness and that because the original novel was about the Polish government under uh, under Russian rule. Uh, it is a really good film. Um, Paul Giamatti, Harvey Keitel, Robin Wright. Um, uh, the d- director is Ari Fulman, who gave us Waltzing with Bashir. It is a mind trip. Mm. It is a really good film, and I recommend it highly. But I will warn everybody, you got to use your brain on this one. This this yeah. one will – you'll have to work on this one. That's what I understand. That sounds good to me. And so, did you guys see The Cosmonaut or Dark Skies? Uh, no. Dark Skies is build horror. And, yeah, um, yeah. to me that's me, horror. That sounds fun. Yeah, um, Despicable Me came out again. Uh, the second one, everybody knows that was a good movie. Here's the one I didn't like, Elysium. I thought it was, I don't know. I didn't like it. It was too um, slick in some parts and not well developed in other parts. I didn't like this movie. This has Matt Damon and uh, Jodie Foster and uh, um, Charlito Copley and Neil Blomkamp uh, directed it, and I think he wrote it also. I just Charles didn't Copley. like this film. Okay, the only good thing about the movie is Charles yeah. Copley. Because yeah. every movie with Charles Copley is worth watching, at least for him. Well, yeah. Exactly, because the next movie that comes up with him in it is one of my top favorite movies of the decade. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Elysium, I, a lot of people like this movie. I think it's because it's got so much violence in it. I did not like the violence in this movie. It's over the top. And uh, science fiction doesn't always have to be over the top violence like this. And I don't know. I just, I don't recommend Elysium. Oh, I so agree with you, Planet, I love over the top action yeah? films. Then they're just too far. But I have to mention the movie before it just because I love the title of oh, it. Oh, okay. It figures oh. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Adult animated film. Uh, okay, people out there, I didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> All right, then now comes the best. Earth, which I haven't even ever heard of. No, I haven't either, but look at it. Uh, well, it's animated. And so it's um, Brendan Fraser, Jessica Alba. It looks like a – no, I don't want to say what it looks like, but I've never heard of it. Okay, the next one, Europa Report, one of the best movies ever on low budget made. It's an indie film. It is about um, – this is a great science fiction film. It's about the first um, – uh, Humans going as far as Jupiter, going to the moon Europa, looking for life in the ocean that is under the ice of the planet or the moon Europa. And it's about what happens to these people 
it's it's all about the people on this tiny little ship that go and do this and it's a found footage type film but it's not shaky cam it's just it's just really good it's almost um i don't know it's 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 a study of what happens to people on a long journey in a tin can what do you guys think i think it's fantastic yeah. Again, this is another one you and I watched that 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 uh, trip. I I really think it's fantastic. No question. And you got yeah. like really two or three shows on it, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, I I mention it all the time, all the time because I just want people to watch it. Such a good film. It's not on Netflix anymore, which may just really surprise me. It was on Netflix for like five years, and then bam, they took it off. But also, one of my favorite new composers. It's on what? Tubi. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Tubi free. um, Bear McCreary, uh, who is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. He's a new composer um, over this past decade, really got solid and he does uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. music now I mean, <laughs> he, he does a lot of um, things that you've, you've heard but Europa Report was one of his um, uh, first. I own that music yeah it's not one of his first it's just one of the ones that he's very recognized for Right. Oh, okay. he did, um, but he also did Battlestar Galactica you know the reboot um, five years earlier or Six, seven years earlier And so, anyway It's just a great movie Ender's Game Harrison Ford again Um, There's things about that movie I like There are things about that movie I don't like So it's one of those movies that I'll watch I mean, I've watched it several times But, you know, like Oh, now's the bathroom break Goodbye Now's the go get food time because there are parts of that movie that I don't like and parts of that movie I like. You ever heard of a movie that sucks because it's too faithful to the book? <laughs> there are That's interesting. There's a lot of that. stuff that they added in the middle that they could have cut down into a montage. Yeah. Right. And plus, how hard is it to get over the fact that Orson Scott Card is a racist, no good, sexist, misogynist piece of crap? Right, right, right. He is. He is. It's just a real shame. It's a real shame and that he wrote some good books. <laughs> yeah. And Ender's Game would have worked great in the 80s, wouldn't you say, Carl? Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Right. Right. And then uh, I like the young man who played Ender. Uh, he's gone on to do several other films. I think he's a good up-and-coming actor. I like him. I agree. I like him very, very much. And I'm also a fan of uh, Abigail Breslin, who, yeah. who's also yeah. in there. Right. She's very good also. And so a couple of those young people were pretty good actors. And so I I look for them. I search them out because um, I like good actors, not Mary Elizabeth. Ugh, yuck. And so anyway, 
Um, how about Frankenstein's Army? I tried to watch that. I didn't like it. I stopped. <laughs> great, mon- great monster movies. It falls into the thing. If you like uh, found footage movies, you're going to like it. If not, and eh. it's too short for its own good. But the last 20 minutes, once the monsters really come out, is great. Well, there you have it. It's a monster movie. Gravity. My friend Kevin was the science editor on Gravity, so all I'm going to say is that this film broke lots of um, records, and it it broke um, people's ideas of what could be done uh, with film and the beauty of space. Other than that, I didn't think Sandra Bullock Right, I just didn't think Sandra Bullock was. And there's some problems I have with the story itself, too. The story itself, I just have problems with the story. Okay, I'm going to say something about the film that Vicki can't, because she has a friend that was the science editor. Okay, just three words. This movie sucks. Why? It's so I, beautiful. I, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like this movie at all for many reasons. One is you're yeah, absolutely right about the science. Like okay? Yeah. The science doesn't work. Uh, uh, the whole thing about faith, I think it was 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 really dumbed down, and it was and, and, and it was just filler. It just didn't feel right to me. And it was all about technique. It yeah. wasn't really about the story. Right. It was about technique and what Corona can do with a camera. Oh, I right, hate right. this movie. I would love to have seen it on an IMAX screen, but when you have to have filler in an 80-minute movie. Right. There's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. There's something wrong. And Countdown and so, 1969 was a hell of a lot better version of this. Yes. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I agree, too. Yeah, it was just, my son, he was just, when we left, he's like, in fact, this is the movie that my, one of my sons, he's the one who's, he now, he doesn't go to movies with me like he used to. (laughs) This is the movie that started, well, I don't think I want to go see that one, mom. I was just like, well, damn, (laughs) why not? Well, because. I'm not interested in it. Okay, well, and this is the movie that started that trend. I'm very unhappy. <laughs> However, up comes her. And that uh, was wait a movie. second. Wait a second. Oh. You're skipping one. Hard to be a God. I have to make okay, comment sorry. on. Okay. Okay, Hard to be a God is a very hard movie to watch. It is over three hours long, uh, and it is done in beautiful black and white. The basic story is... You have uh, astronauts who go to a world that is medieval, and they have to change things so that the inhabitants become more uh, dependent on, on uh, uh, you know, uh, rockets and things like that. And it's a long movie. It's done by a Russian director by Alexei German. It's one of the most gorgeous movies you will ever see, but it will be one of the most difficult movies you will ever sit through. So you have to think about it 
But I think it's worthwhile if you can get through it. There, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, cool. That's good. Thank you for everybody for giving us that line. What? <laughs> and that's all I got to say about what line? that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, her was very good. Um, good movie. Had some really nice things to say about AI, human beings, where we're going, where AI could be going. I, I liked it a lot. The actors were perfect for this um, this movie. If you haven't seen it, you ought to watch it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, always good. Scarlett Johansson, always good. Um, ben, oh, my God. Anyone have anything else to say about that? Yeah, the, the only thing, I, I just think it's great that there's a movie where Alan Watts, the philosopher, is the bad guy in it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I, I just laughed at that and laughed at that. I thought it was great. It's creepy, disturbing. If you think the idea of a guy falling in love with an electronic voice is good, you need to get out into the real world more people. Or watch Electric Boys from the 80s. At least you got Bud Cord as the evil AI who's seducing a girl. Yes, which is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I really think that that's where things are going with the the VR. And uh, I just think this is, her is where it's going. But once the AI becomes conscious, they're going to split or they're going to kill us. Or they're going to do both. They're going to kill us and then go out and say, forget Earth, goodbye. Thank you for the fish. So, uh, um, <laughs> Thank you for the over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> skip over the Hunger Games again because we already talked about it. Independence is disaster. I don't know what that is. Um, okay, the host, that wasn't very good. That was, in fact, not very good at all. Um <sighs> I rewatched it maybe last spring, and I'm just like, oh god! I didn't rewatch the whole thing. I started rewatching it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not good. It was um, not good. Uh, Iron Man three, and do you know what this is? Kirsch three. Anyone know that? Okay. No. Um, Iron Man three. Ben Kingsley was freaking great. Otherwise, yeah, that's it's true. Ass. He had the yeah, best line I, in the whole movie, though. There's only one line in the movie that deserves to be preserved. They found that I was a drug addict. And then they blackmailed you. No, they gave me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think by it Iron sucked. Man 3, I was pretty done with Iron Man. And then uh, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Did you see that? No. Got some good um, voice actors there. Um, C. Thomas Howell, Michael B. Jordan, Justin Chambers. I mean, that seems like something to search out. The Last Days, I don't know what that is, but The Last Days on Mars, I really know what that is, and I like that movie. It does not unfold the way in which you think it's going to because it's got all kinds of actors in it that you know, you recognize, and that doesn't mean that they're going to make it off Mars. It's just, I liked it. It's um, 
I don't know. I liked it. Did anyone else see it? Nope. Don't nope. know it. Yeah. Okay, it was on, it was running on um, Netflix for a long time, but they took it off. And so I don't know where you can find it now. You can search it. The Machine, how about that? Anyone? Nope. Nope. Okay. Man of Steel, Zack Snyder. All I'm going to say is I like this movie. I like it. I like um, Henry Cavell as um, as Superman. I like him a lot. I like Michael Shannon as um Zed or whatever his name is. Zod. The bad guy. Zod. Zod that's it. Thanks. Yeah, I like those. Okay. You guys have anything to say about Man of Steel? I'm going to say this before Carl is. Michael Shannon is no Terrence Stamp. Exactly. Well, that's true. That's very true. And well, I will say this. I like him as Zod. I, I like Shannon as Zod. And... Yeah. But he's no Terrence Right. And this is not the same movie as that no, as, no, no. as the Christopher Reeve no. movie. It's not even it's not the same movie. Um Henry Cavill, he shows the adult um angst of Clark Kent Superman. I mean, he goes through a lot. I love the emotion in this movie. Was I just thought it was really a good movie. That's why I own it. Well, I wouldn't say the joke that me and uh, uh, Chris Levitan usually use about this movie is that was how horrible, uh, what's-his-name-was, is Pa Kent. Oh, um, uh, yeah. yeah he was, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He's, he's Pa not, Kent um, would have voted for Donald Trump. That's a damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't. I liked um, I like what's her name as his mom though. She's oh, good, God, Diane. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, still, yeah, she's good. Having a scene where Pockett's like, "Don't save me." If you got a son yes. that's bulletproof and can save you in three point seconds, and you don't let him for God knows what reason, then screw you. You're an idiot. Yeah, from a tornado of all things, right? Yeah. 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 That's the that's the oh it's time to use the bathroom scene. <laughs> okay, here's my favorite movie. I this is another good year for me, 2013. I love Oblivion. I love Oblivion. It's got it's got everything I like about sci-fi. It's got the colors right. The palette is perfect. It's got a mystery to it. I know that Carl doesn't think it's a mystery, but it's got a mystery to it that I liked. It's got a very small cast, lots and lots of sci-fi stuff going on. I like this movie. It's not bad. I like it's not the bad. Idea as far as the mystery, the I had that in five minutes, but that's okay. You that get every matter. twist in five minutes. Either you're that smart or you're that full of shit. I haven't decided yet. That says a lot about you. <laughs> well, I just think he's full of shit, so we can move on. <laughs> you um, know that. Well, of course you're going to say that, Vicky. I know. You know, that's normal. I expected that. See, I saw that yeah. coming in less than five minutes. <laughs> okay, now, how about Pacific Rim? This one I liked. I like Kaiju fighting. All that I liked it. Idris Alba, I I liked all this. What about you guys? Did you watch it? It could have been better. 
Yeah. Uh, the music was fantastic. Oh, the music, the music. was fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. Every one of uh, Del Toro's regulars were fantastic. Alba's always yeah. fantastic. The other guys, eh. Well, I think they uh-huh. had to cast them. Okay, yeah, I thought Charlie How Day is... was good in this. Charlie oh, Day was yeah. good. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I like it. I own that movie. Um, okay, now I don't understand why The Purge is science fiction. They say it's dystopian. Okay, I'll go for that. But dystopian doesn't necessarily have to be um, but, 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 science but, fiction. Okay, the reason they say it's science fiction is it's set in the future. Okay, yeah. and it's See, dystopian. Generally, the general consensus, which is not what you believe, is that dystopian is science fiction. Yeah. That's it. That's, you know, uh, in literature, it doesn't always hold up. Well, that's, I'm not saying it doesn't always hold up because I agree oh, with you. Yeah. But that being right. said, right. that's the general yeah. consensus. Right. And I will say okay, this. next comes. Urge oh, one. Go ahead. Suck. It's a piece of crap movie, a wasted of a good idea. Purge 2, 3, and 4 are great little action movies. Not sci-fi. Uh, and actually movies. satires, too. They're satirical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. ignore the first I, one, watch yeah. the other ones. Ah. And the first one has all the good actors in it. That's a, a shame. Okay, yeah, next movie is just it. sitting in the house hating each other. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, we'll skip it. Um, Riddick. Riddick, I like this little mil- movie. It was nicely self-contained. I liked all the actors they brought in for this movie, uh, especially Katie Sackoff, who is my my uh, go-to person. I wish I was her. And uh, um, Carl Urban is in it for like five minutes and that's it, if even that long. So don't believe it when it says Carl Urban's in this movie. But, but it's important that he's there. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's very story. important. Right. Okay. But he's uh, by not the way, really Vicky, did you read? Did you read? Do you know what's happening? But, yeah, I know that it's happening. Filming Riddick 4 Return to Furia. It's in production. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that when when Vin Diesel, uh, the Chronicle, Chronicles Riddick half one and a half. Right. Right. Well, I liked it. I mean, it was kind of um, redone, kind of um, the um, pitch black again. Mm-hmm. But still, I liked it. I like you know it. It moves the story of Riddick a little further along. It's like a comic mm-hmm. book, um, you know, like the next comic book. So I like yeah. that. How about Snowpiercer? Everyone likes that. <laughs> okay, I, I do. I want to see this in New York, and I made the biggest mistake of my life because I want to see this and not Dance of Reality. So I had a choice between ah. the two. But. That, that being was, said, get off the show, Carl. Yeah. Lucas Winton is Please awesome now. in this movie. Now, Carl. Yeah, okay. no, no, Please, she is too over the top in this. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> She's the only reason that I enjoyed it. Seriously, 
because she is over the top. And this has your, your boy in it. This has Chris Evans. I know. I know it has Chris Evans in it. I know. It has Ed Harris and John Hurt. And she's the only oh, one I, I cared about. You know you're a dead man now, Carl, don't you? Why? <laughs> you know why? I've been a dead man for years. I'm used to it. I like Jamie Bell. Dance reality I, and not the... I know. Well, I told you that. You know that. I've told you that. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Could have been better. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here, I've watched this movie several times. I like this movie. Space Pirate Captain Harlock. It's animated. I like it. I, I don't know how many times I've watched it. I can count, you know, I, at least 12, 13 times I've watched this movie. I like it. It's probably got to do with, I, I don't know. I like Japanese anime. It's done in kind of that type of animation. And it's got spaceships, and I like the story. It's a good follow-up it to is, the 80s. It's a good reboot of the 80s series. Yeah, that but it didn't catch on because they didn't make any more, which was sad. Well, it was done um, as a one-off movie. Superman, I mean Superman, Star Trek Into Darkness. I think I'm the only person that likes that movie. So, Probably. um Yeah, I love that movie, but that's personal to me. Um, I didn't see Superman Unbound. Uh Thor, Dark World, lots of people hate it. Uh, my favorite yeah, Doctor Who is in it. The Ninth Doctor is in it. So I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston and um, Chris Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. You guys, oh uh, yeah, I I think it's a better movie than the first one, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Thor, Dark World. Thor, Dark World. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought I thought the Dark World was better than the original one. Okay, um, the Wolverine, how about, I like. uh, the Wolverine. It yeah, went into a hell of a lot better film, but it's great. And uh, I liked the action sequences a lot because they weren't. I don't know. They just made sense to me. Yeah. It was the first this is the one in Japan, to, uh, right? The Wolverine right, in Japan? Right, right, yeah. I like uh-huh. this one. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's the first film to actually show Logan's healing powers as they really are. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which are painful. <laughs> to yes. say the least. <laughs> to say the least, they're painful. Oh, God. It was painful just watching. Ugh. And yeah. get the already cut, damn it. Not the PG-13. The already cut actually adds, as I said again, plot back into the movie. <laughs> okay, World War Z. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. The book is okay. The movie is, well, just take the last letter of the title and just repeat it over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be. It should have been better. Because I don't like zombies, and so if I'm going to go watch a zombie movie, it better be over-the-top good. So be careful when you watch that one. Oh, The the World's End? Yeah. Well, why did it break your heart? 
because Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz were so good. And this and one this was. One. Yeah, it, was, it just didn't reach that height. I mean, it was okay. Then there were some good laughs in it, but not, I don't know. You're right. No, no, I but agree. Most, I like the ending. That was funny. Okay, the Zero Theorem. I don't know about young ones. Anyone see that? Nope. Zero Theorem. No, I don't know young ones, but 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 I'll certainly talk about Zero Theorem. Okay, talk about it. Uh, not one of Gillum's best, but it is very interesting. Uh, and just like anything with Terry Gillum, his imagination. Uh, outdoes the budget, which you can tell. But yet, I found this fascinating. I really did, and and I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I'm I'm predilected to him. I love his his material. I don't think there's a movie that he's done that I haven't liked. So you know, uh, take it as it is from someone who's a big fan. But I would recommend it. But it's not Brazil. Well, but it is sort of Brazil and a half. So yeah, keep that in okay. mind. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I can't watch fault. it. We're at 866, and we ended perfectly because we're right at the start of 2014. 14, yeah. So yes. what's your thoughts on 2000 to 2014 in sci-fi movies? Just to sum it up. Me? Well, let me put it this way. These are the movies that are on are my... You Best of list, okay, uh, that we've gone over. Another Earth, five. Uh, Branded, what the fuck? <laughs> Dread, number three. Roback and Frank, number four. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And a lot of good stuff that didn't make my list, you know? My top five. So, yeah. Vicky. Yes. Okay, all, all I want to say is that if you've listened to the show, the, um, the first half of this decade, 2010 to 2015, we didn't do 15, was gearing up because from 2014 on, more and more science fiction was produced, and some of my favorite stuff is um, 14, 15, 16 on. And uh, and so next time we won't run through it just alphabetically. Next time we'll we'll do like 30 minutes into the really good stuff of the rest of the, the decade. But uh, everything that I said I liked, I really liked. Europa Report, I love it. Um, Battle Los Angeles, I love it. If you like sci-fi and you listen to this show, take my recommendations and, and go watch those films. And that's yeah. really what I want to say. And, with and so that, I think, yeah, yeah, we're done. I think we're done. And I want to say it's nice to have Vicky back in tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And well, we're going to the show. you on a, on a podcast, Vic. Seriously. Yeah. I, Come back yeah, more. Well, we don't care yeah. about school. We want you. We're greedy. We want you back more. <laughs> we don't care about school. We don't care about stress. We want you. 
<laughs> well, I need money, so I have to do. I have to work my stressful job. <laughs> what you're talking to a guy here that's basically hustling himself to death this month, Carl? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, but he yeah, doesn't definitely. make the money I make. I've got a one-hour gig. Sure. He's paying me twenty dollars, and he has tears of happiness down his face. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I'm we'll I'm see. I'm busy that way. Yeah. We'll All right. Well, we'll see you next time on your show, Vicky. For that. Yeah. Well, so, no, you want to get ready for uh, Watchman, which is coming on in three yep. minutes. Yep. Absolutely, Watchman. Um. And so, thanks for listening, and we'll have more of this. There's so much to do at the end of the decade that um, I hope. I hope you got something out of this past two hours. <laughs> and so thanks oh, for listening, did. everyone. And thanks for listening. And say goodnight, Stephen. Well, I'm going to do the Carl. usual promotion spiel before I go. Oh, yeah, do that. Yeah, you got to stay with me for those five minutes, Carl. Oh, yeah, right, I'm baby. here. Yep, I'm leaving my own show. Let them go. And talk to you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Vicky. Love you. <laughs> yeah, okay. love you guys. Absolutely. Love you dearly. Okay, coming up sometime this week, hopefully, me and Carl are going to be doing a quick show about our best of 2019. It's not going to be one of those long, drawn-out, blah, 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 blah. Well, it might be because it's going to be talking about our favorites, but it's not going to be formal like most of them. But, yeah. And so next Sunday is the one, the only, dun da 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 Christmas special with Dial Code Santa Claus or Deadly Games. If you got Shudder, look up Deadly Games and watch it with us next Sunday. It's the Home Alone movie you wanted when you seen the advertisements as kids. It's the movie that basically ripped Home Alone ripped off. A little boy's at home and a psychotic Santa that his mother fires from his work comes to their house. And it's more violent than Hold Alone ever was. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, actually. I really am. And over on Deviant Legion, um, well, let me put it this way. I was going to do on a show on Friday, and I got to talk to Doc because I'm not doing a show on Friday because I'm invited to a pig roast. I hope and it's done by Mexicans. What I'm saying is I hope it's one of those where they take the pig, cut it open, put all the vegetables and spices in it, and then sew the pig back up. Oh, and it, it is. It is. I've been told <sighs> that. Yeah, I was invited today. Man, my tongue's hit me upside the face just thinking about that lucky <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Just very briefly, I was taken out to lunch today at a Polish place where we had potato pancakes, and in the middle of the potato pancakes was spicy goulash. Think about that for a second. Yeah, my stomach was doing the can-can. What can I tell you? Okay, never mind. But, yeah, we'll be doing our best of, and... 
thank you guys for listening and get your shopping done because damn it, Christmas is next Wednesday. It's coming up faster than you think. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, hell, it's already 9 o'clock. This show flew by. Yeah. Yeah, it went very well. I thought, well, it's a great show. It's always good to have Vicky on. Yeah, always great to have Vicky on. (laughs) It's my show, damn it. Love her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got yelled at her. By her, but I didn't. Yeah. I win this one. Holy shit. And here we go is a goodbye. Vicky reading The Night Before Christmas. Good night, everyone. Good night. I'm trying to get the button pressed here. This is the one of the perils of being a da da da. on the air, so hello everybody, here's a something very special from Miss Vicki Love. Hello everyone, this poem was written in the 19th century and it's attributed to two different authors, so I can't tell you when or who wrote this, but it was published first December 23rd, 1823, and um, it's referred to as the night before Christmas or also a visit from St. Nicholas. But no matter which one, we all know it as the night before Christmas. And instead of reading a ghost story, I thought maybe I'd re- uh, read my favorite Christmas poem on Christmas Eve. So here it goes. <clears throat> Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster below. When... What to my wondering eyes should appear? But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. 
with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. <clears throat> now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blixen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle and mount to the sky, so up to the top coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And when and then in the twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each tiny hoof. I as I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys was flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chumby and plump and right jelly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And that is the night before Christmas. Good night, everybody. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.